My name is Tracy Ferguson. Hi, Tracy. Hi, who are you? My name is Sharida <laughs> Darcy. And we are doing a podcast for the first time called Docs That Rock. I bet you can't tell it's our first time. They can't, they'll never know. No. We're so good. We're so professional and sleek. Mm. <laughs> On fleek and sleek. And we have our sound engineer slash radio presenter. <laughs> yeah. Yes, she's actually good at what slash she does. long-suffering friend who is putting up with us to help us with our levels. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I suppose really we should thank her. Her name is Barbara Nakonaga. Yes, she's our Stephen. She's currently off mic because she likes that. She does. She's just watching levels. Oh, she's coming back now really silently because she back. knows stuff about sounds that we don't know. <coughs> so, Tracy. So, yes. When first we decided, I can't remember, was it you that came to me and said we should totally do a, pop, a podcast? I think so. I tell think so. Tell me about that story. Because well, I'll tell you. Yeah. Because we were always meeting and talking endlessly about documentaries that we <laughs> liked. And then one day I thought, why don't we just make a podcast about this? Because it's what we talk about anyway. And also we were listening to, it was before My Favourite Murder. Yes, it was. That we were, um, we were talking about our podcast, but that certainly inspired us to get I think, going. I think we kind of always knew that we were going to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing as how we were constantly talking about documentaries all the time. Did you see this? And did you see that? And oh my God. And, um, and we have lots of favourites, don't we? We, have, we started making yeah. a list and we've got about 300 documentaries on the list. Which is quite crazy considering that, you know, we'd, I don't think I realised how long that list was going to be no it's very long and it's not finished no and we our greatest <coughs> difficulty was yeah. in choosing the first five yeah because we love so many of them which truth be told we haven't actually done yet still haven't done it no so we're just going to record a load of them and decide which five <laughs> we want to go for <laughs> so of our particular favourites I mean capturing the Freedmans would be one of mine for sure in the top Ten. I know you have yours also. Yeah, um, there's loads of them. There's so many. Yeah, into the abyss. Into the abyss, but the cave of forgotten it's, dreams. It's the cave of forgotten dreams. Um, I just love Werner Herzog, but cave of forgotten dreams mm-hmm. is still with me, still haunts me to this day. Grizzly man. Yeah. Uh, get me Roger Stone. Yeah. Um, best of enemies. There you go. Has to be up there. Best of enemies. Uh, yeah, lots. And yeah. then we have Rock Docs as well. So a shot of whiskey about the Whiskey A Go Go Club yeah. in LA. We have a load of music documentaries. The Wrecking Crew. And we have, of course, some series. Yeah, I'm big into the series. Sharita likes the series. I'm serious about series. Yes, I like some series. Not all series. Not all series. Because I think that there is a type of series that is emerging, especially on Netflix, but also with the other studios, with HBO, etc., where they make a series for the sake of making a series. So they have all this content. They have then 10 hours of content as opposed to 90 minutes. And they're doing it not because it's that interesting, but because they can just fill it up. So I just don't like those. If you think about, like... (coughs) the amount of fluff that goes into some of them Mm. like true crime is very popular now at the moment shout out to my favorite murder one of the podcasts that definitely would influence us i would say tracy yes stay sexy don't get murdered stay sexy watch your documentaries 
So, <laughs> but I suppose really the <clears> other <throat> thing would really be that while so much money was made from making of a murderer, mm-hmm. Stephen Avery in, in that case, it's not the most interesting story when you think about the Jean Bernay Ramsey killings, the other ones that have been made um, off the top of my head, the Staircase, the Jinx, mm. Wild Wild Country. There's ones coming up obviously now about the Golden State Killer and they are all very interesting stories, but not every series that is made um like not every story is a seven parter and a lot of it is filler mm. previously on the documentary you've been binge watching <laughs> yes and also just bringing in if if something has enough angles and if it's interesting enough then i say yes but if i think just filling it um for the sake of filling it is just not good and you lose interest then you just stop watching there's no point you just kind of well, I suppose part of Netflix is watching it in the background. Mm. You know, there's definitely something to be said to that, but there are some series like The Staircase where you think that what you're watching is really boring and then the next thing all of a sudden it's like, it's a foreshadowing of something that happens. And The Staircase is a great example because I think that was one of the first series that I watched many years ago. I think it really works. It's fascinating and it's coming to Netflix in Ireland very soon. Do you know what we should do, Tracy? What should we do? We should do that as the first one. I know we should. Mm. Big steps on that staircase. Mm-hmm. I can still see that staircase now when I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I see. It is. It's quite. It's not just about the the murder itself. Jeez, we could nearly do it now. <laughs> we could. Yeah. Yeah. What well, sure, do we want to start from the top and just kind of reintroduce in, or you know, we can just keep talking. I mean, in my own words, I suppose. Michael Peterson was his name, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was a writer and he'd also been to war and essentially his wife was found at the bottom of a staircase and um, very quickly he was considered to be a suspect. And the documentary basically covers the court case and how he's treated in the court, how his family reacts, how the story unfolds and the narrative is very dramatic. And actually the filmmaker themselves, and this is what often happens with this documentary series, becomes part of the actual story and mm-hmm. is involved in the kind of uncovering of some kind of crucial, I would like to say plot points, but it's actually evidence. So um, that's essentially what it is. Yeah, and it's. I was just checked. It's two thousand and four. <coughs> it came out, and it's coming to Netflix on June eighth. That's like a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. You have to see it. Yeah, it's riveting. Absolutely. It starts with the nine one one call and goes right through oh, to God, yeah. trial. It's interesting because the nine one one call in the course of the series is taken in itself. So I know some people can't listen to them, but that particular one is either proof that he did do it mm-hmm. or proof that he didn't. It's just one of the key pieces that you could you, you you listen to it, and the first time you see the documentary, you might turn the first time you see the documentary. <laughs> you see, this is an insight into my life. You might turn around and say, um, "Oh, he definitely did it. Oh, he definitely did it." The second time I watched it, I was like, "I don't know." Hmm. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's one of those that. Every time you see it, you get something different out of it, mm. or you you're surprised by something else. So it's very, very well filmed because yeah. it keeps you on your toes the whole time. Um, and then all the different twists and turns and theories about how she could have died. That's where the fun is in this one. Mm. Um, I don't know. Is there the length of it? It is. Is it six or eight? 
Yeah, I'm just opening it here now. I do know that there was a second and then a third documentary. Like, it, it came back. There was, like, three or four different episodes. There was a, The Staircase 2, which is kind of what happened after. Mm. And then finally, like, there was a, I think there was another episode of that afterwards. But we have to find... We will come back to you on that one <laughs> in the next We'll episode. actually do our research next time. It's very, very interesting. And he's a novelist, and his poor wife means an untimely death. So and Could it have been an accident? That's it. She just Do you want to go into the characters? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, if we look at the family in itself, there's like, he is married to Kathleen, and she is the person who was found at the bottom of the stairs, whether by accident or the murder victim mm-hmm. they've been married for quite some time and they have two children but from a previous marriage Michael has two other children but those children are not his own children yes and we'll come back to that one later so other characters that feature very strongly in that is the beardy lawyer what's his name mm, I'm I don't know what his, his name, name here. the beardy lawyer is a horrible person and uh, Kathleen Peterson and there are all these different twists and turns it gets really bizarre at points and you think you know where it's going and it goes in a completely different direction yeah in the next episode so essentially at the beginning it opens with this man and it depends on what way you 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 kind of read the 911 call he's either completely faking it or it's totally hysterical because he's found the woman that he loves at the bottom of the stairs he is covered in her blood because he's tried to revive her um, her blood is all over the walls and it's all over the place and it's quite an awful lot of blood like it's a head mm-hmm. wound and there's a lot of blood so the cops are there within minutes and they immediately take him into custody and he gets treated as a suspect from the get go in the background you find out that recently he had written some quite damning articles that had been published locally about the local council Mm-hmm. And that he's not well liked around the town. And it becomes fairly evident fairly quickly that he, when they seize the computer in the town home, mm-hmm. that he is gay. And that his wife was, well, whether she knew about it or not. They think she found out. It was that she found mm-hmm. out. But um, that becomes one of the reasons why in my opinion I don't think this man got a fair trial whether he was guilty or not is a different thing but I don't think he got a fair trial one of the major characters in this is this very scary looking woman (laughs) (laughs) who is uh, on the prosecution team and she has this deep southern accent and she says things like filthy and horrendous and disgusting and she's just the judgment is in the air with this woman and it's very scary and we should mention as well that Kathleen had a 1.5 million dollar life insurance policy at the time for death Um, and then there were all these bizarre things with him in terms of his he claimed that one of his injuries was a war wound but he got it in a car accident so he he's definitely prone to bending the truth so all of this comes under the microscope during he, the trial. He was a writer. <laughs> and he was a writer. He was a writer. Mm-hmm. And he was the only person in the house, we should say that. He was the only one in the house and he says that he was sitting outside beside the pool. and Drinking the, wine. Drinking wine, smoking pot. Okay. And then 
he stayed out to finish his beer and that she he was out there for a good while after she went to bed and when he came in they found her at the foot of the stairs he found her at the foot of the stairs should we talk about the owl theory the owl theory is like at the very very end because it doesn't actually form part of the documentary series but there is a theory that she got attacked by an owl and that it got stuck in her hair basically and that she was fighting it off and she fell down the stairs while she was fighting it off and, and owl feathers were found at the scene I didn't know owl feathers were found at the scene <laughs> I'm just reading it here are you? <laughs> I didn't know that I didn't either um, um, and that the lacerations on her head were consistent with talon marks that if you look at the actual there's a picture um, that they got from the autopsy and you can see a kind of triangulated talon like mark but those same lacerations were consistent with are you ready for it Oh, yes. The blowpoke was like the big thing about this case. So basically, <gasps> yes, six members of whatever members of the family there were in her family, each member of the family had been given this was kind of a brass shaped thing, like a poker kind that of. you would blow into to uh, it was a poker and you would blow into it to start a fire yes. kind of job. Right. And they all had them. Kathleen's sister did not like and firmly believed that he was 100% guilty. Mm-hmm. And so she, in order to get justice for her sister, uh, went to the police and said, I think that he did it and I think he did it with the blowpoke because it's nowhere to be found in the house. So they're like, I don't even bloody remember a blowpoke. But this is like, this is the murder weapon. And they couldn't find it. Couldn't find it anywhere. But years, how long later... A long time. Well, it was like the last day of the trial. The last day of the trial, that's right. It was the last day of the trial when they discovered it in the shed. and In the garage. The guy was with the lawyer actually interviewing him when they got a phone call to say, um, oh, you better come quick because I need your help. We've just found the blowpoke. So they got a professional photographer to come in and take photographs to prove that it was taken in situ, like with cobwebs. All going around across it. and dust on it this kind of job that it couldn't have been touched and hadn't been touched That's recently right. and the lawyer then moved the evidence which I found very odd like why would you not just call the police but that really egotistical beardy lawyer whatever his name is <laughs> he kind of played this huge part in the story as a result the other big thing that happened then or unless you want to say anything else no I just uh, just would be interested to for everyone to watch it and come back and say what they thought really happened and didn't wasn't there an incident with a family friend years ago I'm, I was looking for it here but it's not on this um, yeah. that um, a family friend who a neighbour mm-hmm. of his years before died by falling down a stairs so in her house the filmmaker is interviewing the beardy lawyer guy when he gets a phone call from a journalist saying oh we just found out that Pearson was the first person on the scene of a woman in Germany when he lived in Germany this woman was found at the foot of the stairs and here's the worst part that woman is the mother of the two daughters that live in the house with the family that's the two girls you know it's their mother so yes he adopted her children yeah he adopted her children they lived like from they lived a couple of doors down in Germany and they were always hanging out together and his first wife had died of natural causes 
Isn't mm-hmm. that it? Yeah. And he used to be hanging around with this other woman and she fell down the stairs. And so he then adopted her daughters into the family, which means at this point in the house, they're living in a house with the blood all over the stairs because it's still part of the investigation. And one half of the family, like the two girls, her mother has been, they exhumed her body in Germany. They had to go to Germany and they exhumed her body and they then pressed charges against him for her death and um, as part of this investigation. So that was one part of it. And then the second part of it was the two daughters are at home and he is in custody in jail and the two brothers, the two sons, his direct sons, are walking into the kitchen every day to make a cup of coffee or have the breakfast walking by the blood-soaked walls of their mother. So it's horrendous what's happened to this family over this time. And also, you know, the fact that he is gay and the way that he has tried in the public has such a massive impact. And I think that's the reason why he's found guilty, to be honest. But it says he was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole. Mm-hmm. And then at the end here it says he's now a free man. Yeah, he is now because, you see, we're talking about The Staircase, the documentary. In The Staircase 2, it deals with the fact that the forensic guy, basically, they said to him, could this blood splatter here have been created by this object hitting off someone's head? And what they have footage of is him again and again and again trying to make the pattern. So he's trying and trying and trying again to convict the person rather than looking at it and go, yes, it is possible or no, it isn't. And the staircase <coughs> three That's is Lestrade is following him now. He's, he's writing another yeah. novel and uh, the filmmaker is now catching up with him and finding out what his yeah. life is like post-release. He was never found not guilty. He was guilty of a lesser extent. Or what, mm. There was something weird. He was allowed to be released from prison without any comment on his guilt. He was still guilty. Mm-hmm. And they're saying in this new series, will he accidentally implicate himself like... The jinx. Uh, yes, like Robert Durst. Mm. Um, uh, or will this be an affecting look at a man wrongly accused? So it will be very interesting and I think it, people will get really excited about it because it's really intriguing. It's the kind of documentary that you watch and you want to talk to your friends about and you want to know, do they think it was the owl? Do they think it was Michael Peterson or um, or just a horrible accident? The Staircase is probably one of my favourite documentaries. Mm. And I quite clearly remember every detail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, got, I probably got a, a lot of that wrong. Like, And by the way, if I did, I'm sorry and we'll correct it. We'll add a disclaimer. But, um, but, yeah, I, exactly. but I do, uh, yeah, I think it just has to be watched. It's riveting and it's true crime and it's still unfolding. Yeah, and you kind of have to make up your own mind. Mm. I think he did it. I'm not sure if he did. Mm. I think so. He's a bollocks. For me, it was just (laughs) inconsistencies, you know, um, with claiming to have two war wounds when you Does not a liar make, Tracy? It does. That's exactly what it makes. (laughs) I know. You know, I mean, he is a novelist. Everybody knows that this is what he does. And I think that it's clear to me from having watched it that he is very much deeply in love with her but that's not proof that he didn't kill her either no you know but having said that um it was such a sham job the way they dealt with the the trial and i i think he probably i mean who knows but for me it doesn't look good for him there are too many things that don't add up i don't really know if i'd be 100 percent about defending either but on my last watch i did kind of 
think no at the mm. end of all it's no but I'll watch it again tomorrow so uh, <laughs> we, so we were going to at the end of every show we we're going to say why you should watch it um, and I think we've covered all that but um, when you should watch it so if you're just bored and you really want to sit down for a weekend and watch it all you could definitely get through it if you're interested in the notion of justice the no- anything got to do with the notion of justice if you have the the brain space to kind of concentrate on a very twisty turny plot and you have enough time because there's no point in watching this if you've only got an hour because you will watch it the whole way through no, but again because it's a docu-series um, but yeah. it, but it's it's you could watch an episode and then hold and watch another one and well not you know, this one you, I, I couldn't like I was riveted I was too yeah yeah no I think it's it's definitely on the list and then finally are we going to say what documentary we're going to talk about next week next week we're going to talk about mm. dear Zachary mm. okay what do you want to talk about it's very very sad oh dear Zachary very sad but also an amazing film the way that it tells the story is very well done yeah it's incredible yeah so how do you feel that's first podcast oh hang on we have to do something else what else if you like this you might like oh if you like this you might like capturing the freedmans you definitely will like the jinx yeah i think it's it's along the vein of any of those true crime evil genius it's on a par, if not not ten times better. I actually think it's better than the Jinx. I prefer the Jinx. See, there you go. Teach their own. Well, I know they both have, they both have elements that I like. See, and this is this is still really unfolding as well. So that's why it's yeah, it's quite riveting. Still going on. Um, and we didn't talk about how we're going to wrap it up. See, how we're going to wrap it up is us basically saying, see, we could literally make a podcast about how much we like documentaries. <laughs> Um, okay, that's it. Tune in next week to find out more on Docs That Rock. <laughs> oh, is it a doc? Is it a doc that rocked or was it a crock? I think it was a doc that rocked. I think it was a doc that rocked. Rocked. There you go. That's how we ended that's it. it. <laughs>